Welcome back to the epitome of suffering that is the That's Facts podcast with Clamp and Cougar. Damn it. I see. Oh, jeez. Ah. Faster than Car. What a name. <laughs> it, it's not <laughs> even true. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, welcome back to the epitome of suffering. This is the That's Facts podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Cougar. Everyone call me up today, as always, man. My wonderful, wonderful co-host, uh, Connor, and faster than Connor. Um, back for <laughs> another installment of the That's Facts podcast. Um, had another week of Pac-12 action last Saturday. My team didn't play, uh, but these two guys is did. And then this week, my team plays um, during the week, which is really stupid, but yeah. I guess it'll be exciting to go ahead and get that out of the way. Anyway, um, Connor, any opening thoughts on what we do today? Uh, this weekend was really fun. Uh, I, um, I'll get more into my journey down to the game in a second, but overall, I had a really good weekend. Saw a lot of postseason baseball, which was fun. Uh, I lost a lot of parlays, which is always fun. So, yeah, it was a good weekend overall. Nice. Clamp and good thoughts from you. Yeah. Um, another solid week of college football. Um, Pac-12 football didn't have, like, an outrageous amount of surprises to offer, um, except for kind of the surprise that Oregon kind of boat raced UCLA. We'll get into that. Um, but it wasn't a complete surprise. We all picked Oregon to win. Um, <laughs> By the way, before you keep going, shout out to us for getting that game right and literally every other expert in the country picking UCLA. I just find that really interesting, like, when people talk about Pac-12 football, we are always right and the experts are always wrong. Because like, they don't know Pac-12. Yeah. They don't I mean, watch Pac-12 football, and it's so obvious. It's hilarious. Like, I was driving in the car the other day, and I was listening to Greg Knockle and Cole Kubrick talk on their show, and, like, they were talking about how Oregon is a misdirection run team. So, like, obviously they aren't that strong or that physical and they aren't that good at it, whatever. And it's just it makes my stomach hurt when people say things that they don't understand. Anyway, right. you can get back to your thoughts. You want to. And wasn't their next point UCLA is a good misdirection Yes, yes, that is exactly what Greg McElroy said. He said that UCLA is a good run, a misdirection run team. So it's confusing when you, you bash one team for – what they do well and then say another team just does it well and it's just okay it's literally the broke ass strong independent meme just coloring that, that is literally exactly what it is um, bucky irving is a terrorist dude it's every, game. it's every game it is every game with this guy um noah whittington is also bordering on terrorist activities but um Not I, I don't there. think he's like killed people before no, no. bucky's a full-on jeffrey dahmer yeah <laughs> We need to get um, an investigation going. Anyways, we can get into the game of the week. Um, Oregon State and Colorado. <laughs> um, yeah, this game was. I mean, um, it, it, we all predicted to be a blowout, and it was that exactly. Um, it was just pure domination from the start. I'm not even gonna do a play-by-play doc because that's just too boring for this game. Uh, let's just say, um, I mean, the first play of the game for us was a fumble, and it was a turnover, which was interesting. I was like, is this is this going to be a that kind of game? But no, that was just a fluke play. Colorado uh, fumbled it right back two plays later. Um, and that was kind of the mojo for the rest of the game. Damian Martinez is our running back one, and I don't see him stopping anytime soon. Um, he is really, really good. And if he keeps playing like this, you know what? Like, if, if we – I can – is it bad that I can see kind of a Jameer Gibbs situation happening if he keeps playing like this? Um, um, like no. he, he can he, like. If Oregon, I mean, uh, excuse me, Georgia Tech was so bad. Like there was no reason for him to be there. 
Yeah. Like, I feel like I feel like Damian Martinez can be around for some solid Oregon State teams and he'd really have no reason to leave. That's true. But like if we end up not being as good next season and he's still shining, I feel like that could happen. But Maybe, um but I think that you're gonna be good next season. Better, that's true. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah right? You guys are doing this without really any talent at the quarterback position. Shout out to Gil Branson. He looks pretty good out there, but let's be honest, he's not like one of those one of the more talented kids you'll see. No, he's game. not. He's a good game manager. I'll say that. Yeah, he can just step back and deliver the ball and um and the guys on Oregon State are making plays after the catch oftentimes. So mm-hmm. um, next season, you're going to get a little bit more of the playmaking at quarterback factor. Hopefully at the start, you never know, though, with guys coming out of high school, though, because oftentimes they need a year to prepare. That's true. And and, 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 and Charles, I mean, Charles was listed as like a project guy. But right. from the way he's playing right now, yeah. Like he's he is so much more improved than last season in high school. I just find it interesting. Um, I mean, ball. just between like now and Damian Martinez's junior year, does he end up somewhere else? I don't think so. I, I, do, I think I think there's a slight chance, but I don't think it's po- I I don't think it's because of like we're only going up as a program right, right now. Right. So I feel like like unless something drastic changes, I don't think he'll leave. But that just crossed my mind like after him having three straight weeks of these like like this good of a performance and like him being on like like nationally noticed now. It's just kind of a thought that crossed my mind a little bit. Like, like a guy like Jaden I like I can definitely see that happen. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. Like, Damian Martinez just, no, I don't think like as bad as Georgia Tech let it get, um Jameer Gibbs still stayed there what three years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I can see um Jaden not graduating from Cal, but as a grad, say maybe I want to go play somewhere that's going to put me in a better position going into the NFL. That's- this is a great thing. Well, we're getting a Cal uh, degree and then still yeah. being a solid football player. That's amazing. Would be a good. Yeah. Thing. Um. Anyways. Uh, sure. Should I? Uh, that, I was going to wrap it up real quick. Um, yeah. Go yeah, for it. Gold Branson played well. I'm not. I, I mean, it wasn't impressive, but he did a he did a good job. He did what he was supposed to do. A uh, good completion percentage. Um, two touchdowns in the game. Pretty solid performance. Uh, shout out to Jack Velling, true uh, true freshman tight end. Career night for him. His first career touchdown was a 60 yard uh, touchdown. Was right down the middle. Colorado didn't. Colorado was lost. Um, was he was wide. He was wide open. I don't know what. I don't. I mean, he ran a good route, but dude, Colorado is just terrible. Um. Domination in the first half. This defense absolutely shut down JT Shroud. He looked absolutely awful out there. And uh, when you have Alex Austin getting a pick six, you know you're doing something wrong. <laughs> um, this Alex man Austin got a pick six. Yeah, he got a pick six. Oh, uh, how about that? Yeah, he threw it right to him. Like oh. literally, like like I mean, it was one of those places where he, I don't think he saw him, but he threw him like you know, he was going up the field, and Austin was just standing like still, and he just threw it right to him. Like he baited the pass completely. And he, I, I gotta say, I'm assuming um, we probably saw JT Shrout rushing throws. Because he got 29 throws off and only 13 were completed, and he only took one sack. So 
yeah. I think that maybe he's just on a play like that where he doesn't see a guy. He's just rushing something. He's just putting the ball up there. To he make was, yeah, he looked nervous out there. And, yeah. and like he looked like he wasn't ready. And this pass rush was on him. Like, we're consistent at getting pass rush. We don't get a lot of sacks because the quarterbacks get the ball away or they just evade the sack. But we love to pressure the quarterback really fast. And Strout was just shaken up by that totally. Um, Colorado's one touchdown was off of a one yard run uh, after we almost shut them out, but on a fourth and five, JT Shroud threw it into the corner of the end zone. Ball was totally uncatchable, and Rajon Wright just shoves the guy to the ground. I don't know why he did it, but he did it. Um, yeah, super fun game. Fans didn't leave surprisingly in halftime because it was super cold and like wet and rainy, but other than like, but yeah, I was, I was really impressed with our performance, and I think going into a bye week, it's gonna be, I'm gonna be bored. I, I like I like watching this team play, but I think this bye week is needed. Yeah, it's a good time to have it. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk about Arizona State and Stanford. Uh, oh terrible yeah, game this week. Uh, Stanford doesn't score a single touchdown and wins. Uh, it is a point in time where Arizona State uh, has fourteen points at half. They're feeling good about themselves, and they come out of the half and don't do anything else on offense. You there? There is no reason. There is no reason you should not give up a touchdown and lose. There's no reason. Yeah. Every single time that you go a game, your defense has to give up a touchdown. You should win. Right. Um, so I'm really happy about this result. As, Such a um, stupid result. Another uh, a very good prediction, by the way. I had Stanford 17 to 16. It ends up 15 to 14. Pretty close. Bullshit. Um, man. Really pretty good prediction there. Um. And this game was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Just garbage back and forth, um, running into each other, um, stuff like that. Um, Josh Cardi makes all five of his field goals. That's probably the best performance of the day. And Arizona State's kicker, Carter Brown, missed one. He smoked one, um, which I got to say, when the other that's got to feel pretty bad when the other kicker is five for five in the same conditions where – you miss a 42-yarder. Um, not, not, not an easy kick by any means, but, you know, you got to think that's going – that kick was going right into half. You got to think maybe that Cardi – made, Cardi made 44, 44, 47, so don't have an excuse. Right, and you got to think that may have taken the wind out of the ASU sail a little bit. Yeah. Because um, you could go up 17-6 to six at halftime against a team that can't score a touchdown. Um, and every time Stanford tried to go for it on fourth down, the one time they did, they failed. So, um, a team that cannot score a touchdown and you, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Um, and I don't want to rip into a kicker because Arizona state, um, at one point in this game was up over 70, 70, almost 75% chance to win it. Um, and that was, when they set up that field goal. Um, so, Stanford did have 28 first downs in this game, which is really good for a team that scored 15 points. Um, yeah. Both teams had over, well um, over 60 penalty yards. It's a bad game. It's a bad football game. I, mean, I don't know what else to really like, say. I, I had – like, I know I'm like, – like, I love Pac-12 football. I have no. I had no interest in watching this, and I didn't watch this game. I, I watched didn't. the highlights. I watched the. Wait, I thought you said you were gonna watch it. I lied. 
I lied. And I I have absolutely no shame. I lied. You shouldn't have any shame. I'm I'm personally glad I didn't watch this. And I'm David so Shaw David Shaw keeps his job for I don't even dude, I I Stanford fans gotta be pissed at this point because he's just he keeps getting away with this. Because <laughs> they don't have reasons to fire him right now because he's won the last two games. Imagine like, they beat UCLA. I think all hell, well all, all hell will break loose. And I, think I, well I would feel – and, and David, oh God. Shaw, David poor, Shaw kind of owns Chip. I'm just saying. Poor Ryan, man, if they do. Dude, Emory Jones is awful. Yeah, he's, he's terrible. So shout out – Shout out Geo Sanders trying to save his life on a wide open touchdown that Emory just flailed. Stanford is terrible. What about Trenton Bourget? I mean, I know Washington's defense is pretty smart, but Trenton Bourget made some good throws out. He's not even good, though. I like, there's just nothing Arizona State can do right now. He's got to be better than what Emory showed. I mean, what he's shown is better than what Emory just showed right now. I guess so. I guess you're right. I don't think, I don't. And can Chris, Trent even can, tr- good throws. can Trent even get that fourth and nineteen ball down there? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it might be it, it might be a little bit more accurate, but it's going to be picked. <laughs> so, he didn't take I mean, negative plays like a sack. He got it out quickly. I guess so, man. Arizona State's just really bad. Washington State has no reason to not beat them. By this game is just this game is just two teams with no direction and no and like nothing to lose. And it's just it was and I honestly it it was oh my god this game. I'm looking at I'm looking at the stats and this game is just abysmal. Yeah, we can talk about Washington and Cal now. Yeah. Um. Well, this was the first good game we're gonna cover of the week. Um. Kind of. It was also pretty bad. So Washington starts the game with a 10-play drive. Everything's looking nice, but um, we kind of flop on a third and six. So we, we take a field goal. We make it. It's nice. Um, our defense opened this game outstandingly, so Cal did not do anything but punt in the first half, which um, for Washington's defense, that is that is wonderful. Um, we had a chance to go up 9-0, but Peyton Henry smoked a field goal from 34 yards away. Um, come on, man. Um, but he did make his first two field goals, so I'll give him a little bit of credit, um, kind of. Um, going into halftime, um, it looked like Washington had something going, and then we just took a bunch of deep shots to Jalen McMillan and Jalen Polk, so that kind of died. We could have had a field goal there, but we just we went away from like out routes and quick plays. Um, and then Cal opens the second half with a 13-play drive where they finally lean on Jaden Ott a little bit, um, but then they stop doing that. Um, and DeCarlos Brooks actually had a couple decent runs. Um, and then Jack Plummer finds J. Michael Sturdivant just standing wide open in the end zone. Um, Jordan Perryman, blood was lost because um, he lost track of Sturdivant in his zone. And, yeah, that was tough the zone it's one of those tough ones that you sometimes give up anyways um then Penix the next drive so we're basically getting the play-by-play started in the second half because nothing happened in the first half other than those field goals um this was kind of a this was a pretty good drive for Washington actually yeah we got Taj Davis and Cam Davis involved and um Cam Davis scored a six-yard touchdown with a wide open hole Devin Colt led the way with a great block 
Um, unfortunately, the um, next drive, Grady Gross kicks it out of bounds. So Cal has pretty good field position going into it. Um, and then on third and 11, um, Zion jumps offside. So um, just a, a pretty silly right there because um, Cal would gain less than 11 yards and pick up the first down. So that's always tough. And then a few plays later, um, J. Michael Sturdivant beats a press, and we had no safety help for that press. Um, I felt that we haven't given Jordan Perryman enough um, enough safety help, and um, that was one of the times where it cost us because J. Michael just broke off his press, and, yeah, he was gone. Touchdown, 48 yards. Um, Washington would luckily respond um, with a Jalen McMillan touchdown. Um, Romo Dunze made a nice catch on that drive, and um, – I am really pr- impressed with Romo Dunze this year. Yeah, like like yeah. I I didn't expect him to be this good. I'm not gonna lie. He is. I kind of did after the way he did in WSU. In that oh game. yeah, like that one handed catch that they. Yeah, even in the game, the Washington's offense looked worse than I've ever seen in my life. He was still very impressive. Yeah, um, Rome is. Um, I expected a breakout season from him this year because we're in a pass first offense where we're gonna get guys open and play a free-flowing style, but yeah, the numbers he's putting up, he's going to easily clear a 1,000 yards this year, you mm-hmm. think, with 760, I believe, at the time right now, and um, six touchdowns, so he could be on that elite status of 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns, so that would be fantastic. Um, anyways, the touchdown on the next drive um, for Washington – would be a Richard to go up 28 to 14, would be a Richard Newton. So Penn comes around for a little bit, doesn't really, without kind of a purpose, but then he just stands still and chucks the ball downfield, and Richard Newton's just standing there wide open. Now, Richard Newton, he's not a receiving back at all, but he's about 20 yards downfield on this play, and he catches it. it. That's the difficult part. He had a little bit of a hard time hauling it in, but once he did that and took the ball in, it was kind of wraps for the Cal DBs. He just kind of threw both of them to the ground with stiff arms and scored. Um, defensive backs will not tackle Richard Newton up high. He's going to just throw you off of him. Um, anyways, now getting into why this game was, in my opinion, it looked closer than it really was, and it got to the point where Cal could tie this game when it should have never gotten to this point. Um, so Cal does drive it down to the Washington 16, but we get them in fourth and seven. And Plummer, this is just a miracle throw from Plummer. It goes in, an inch ahead of the, over Dom Hampton's hand and right into the receiver's hands when the receiver was covered by another defensive back who hit the hit the wide out, but um, he came down with it. Um, I believe Maven Anderson was his name. Um, very impressive throw and catch. But I got to think, it was kind of just a desperation throw because Plummer was going to get sacked on fourth down. You can't have that. With six minutes left, that would have been game over. Um, And then Washington would punt twice. That's really frustrating, only up seven. Usually our offense has had the ability to up one score, score again, and make the – like against Arizona, we always scored again to make it a two-score game when it was a one-score game. So that was a little frustrating, but our defense both times – Gets to Plummer, gets pressure on Plummer, but then, but eventually, Cal did get a optimal fourth and two, and they run this rollout play for Jack Plummer. I think Jackson saw it. Um, it's just this rollout play for Jack Plummer. Not a very productive play. Nobody's open, and yeah, it was never gonna work. 
Um, Plummer also could have tucked the ball in and ran for an easy five, six yards, um, if not more. Um, the first down was right in front of him, and he just chucked it into traffic. And it didn't work. I hate it when quarterbacks do that so much. They have like a I, wide open run lane, and they just try to force something. Yeah, I and I also hate it when coaches call design rollout plays. It's the worst play in sports. It, it you cut off half the field when you do that, especially in a situation where you need to get it. You cut off half your options, and as a defense, you don't even look on that side anymore. It's it's awful because like if you were to run like a play action in that situation, you could still be able to run like a throwback route on that other side. You can't do that when you run a rollout. It's terrible. Right. I like bootleg plays, but I don't like because you get the other side flowing to the right. But you just run design rollouts. You don't. They don't have to move. Right. And you can't get your other receivers over there in time. I just hate it. It's all bad. Um, all right, so into individual performances. Braylon Trice and Jeremiah Martin are a problem. Um, did ZTF to kind of be more of a part of how good our defensive front is? But he's not, but it's good um, front four. I think it's one of the better um, front fours in the, in the Pac-12 because we're one of the leaders in sacks and we're one of the best run-stopping teams. Most um, sack havers, let's go. Yep. So we're good at forcing third and longs, and we're good at getting to the QB on third and long. What we're not so good at is um, pass coverage. Now, we were pretty good against Cal, um, except for the few J. Michael Sturdivant takeover moments. We were pretty good. And one throw where I thought we actually covered it well that Maven Anderson caught to make it a seven-point game. Um, we, I think we had tough luck in a game where we still were, had the upper hand for – pretty much the whole game. Um, this was probably, I don't want to say our best win of the season because Cal sucks. They're bad. They're not good. Um, but I feel like we performed a lot better than a seven-point win would indicate. Um, we just fumbled a lot of chances to make it a lot more. Um, and hopefully we don't leave points on the board in the next couple of games because we won't win if we do that. But I don't think we will. I think this was fine. Everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Did, did Jeremiah Hunter get any targets? Oh, he didn't play. Oh, I missed that. Was he? In, is, is he? Is he hurt? What? I don't know. Oh. I think so. Transfer. I sure hope so. Well, not that I hope so, but like I hope so in the case that that's the only reason he's not playing. And, Right. Bad look for Cal. Right. Um, Hunter definitely was not out there. I definitely didn't see him the entire game. Um, Mason Starling, though, was pretty good out there, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mason Starling made a few plays. Um, I watched most of this game on the drive home from Corvallis and my service was spotty, so I like lagged out of it a couple times. But overall, I was able to see it for the most part. And Starling, I, I, I don't know him too much, but I, I, I was I was impressed. Jalen McMillan was good in this game. I barely mentioned him, but Jalen McMillan was really good in this game. Yeah. How did Asa um, Turner do? Uh, he, uh, he was out there running around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was no, out there being cardio. Our pass defense down the middle with Asa playing is much better than without. Um, ASU, we play without Mish Powell, Tuli, Latuli, Asanoa, and um, 
and Mish Powell, or and yeah, Asa Turner, Mish Powell, and Tuli. Um, and that clearly <laughs> made an impact because with those three playing, we actually did pretty good. Not great, but you know, I don't think Washington's defense is ever going to be very good this year, but I don't think they're miserable health when they're healthy. And um, speaking of health, maybe November 4th, um, the werewolf from Alaska comes out of the grave. Um, <sighs> maybe. Oh, um, my dog. And terrorizes Connor. Oh, please. Maybe Halloween will awaken Eddie. Um, I hope so. Oh, Jesus I hope Christ. So. Eddie, um, um, I think Connor firsthand knows Eddie is um, quite good. Yeah. Pretty sure his best performance was that 2019 game at Oregon State, which I'm sure you want to forget because like, that was horrible. I, 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 that game was one of the most frustrating games I've ever watched in my entire life. Jake Luton sucks. Um, the, the, the thing about 2019 offense, once you lock down Isaiah Hodgins, we were screwed. Yeah. And, um, That's the only reason. I think has the on Hodgins. As yeah. good as Hodgins was, Trent McDuffie from the time he walked on campus was an NFL player. Oh, yeah. It, that Elijah was... Molden was just running around killing you guys the entire game. I missed some of those defensive players when uh, our our, our one score was a Jaden Grant pick six, right? Yeah, because Jacob Eason can't read a defense. I mean, we're up what seventeen zero or something, and Eason just throws it right away. Yeah. Oh um, my god. Okay. I I'm, I I don't think about that game anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, Eddie might do it again to you. So hopefully, Eddie had like nineteen tackles in that game and earned a scholarship. That was his first career game. <laughs> Let us talk about number 10, Oregon, versus number 9, UCLA, in Eugene this weekend. The experts were heavy on UCLA in this one. Oregon did their thing, though. Bo Nix had another incredible performance. Um, uh, Dan Lanning had a coaching master class in this one. He mm-hmm. has proven himself to be a part of the class of the Pac-12. He is an amazing head coach. Um, and Oregon's just a legit team. Oregon is a playoff contender, and I can confidently say that. Um, yeah. And I don't even think UCLA played necessarily bad. I mean, they could. I mean, Oregon's defense couldn't stop Zach Charbonnet. Mm-hmm. Um, DTR only turned it over once. He wanted to a few times on that opening drive. Um, UCLA really beat themselves on that opening drive. Uh, they were able to get a touchdown. It was called back due to holding, and then they had another two penalties before they took another snap, and they still had to settle for three. Um, of course, it's hard to point to that exact moment in the game where they lose by 15, but, like, Things like that, they, they don't help you in games like this, especially on the road against really good teams. Yeah, um, they had their moments. Like, that, okay, number 22 on UCLA, at, at Jones. Keegan Jones, yeah. He was, oh my, that touchdown, like, he, his, I didn't know he was that fast. Yeah, he flew. Didn't um, know he was that fast. And, but also, I, I, I think Bo Nix had maybe the best throw I've seen all season from Patrick yeah, quarterback. Oh my God, oh, that yeah. throw just kept was, flying. It, like it, it was perfect. Flying. It was literally beautiful. Five touchdown passes for Bo Nix. No Bo Nix played perfect. I mean, yeah, there, I mean, he played a full wall. There was nothing you could man. say about him. Troy and Franklin, the, excellent, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all the things yeah. that we said about Oregon's schematics coming into the week, they just did it to perfection. It's just what they do, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they've they're, done it every week. They yeah. are they, they are different from, from Oregon teams in the past. They are a very well-coached team. 
Right? Yeah, they're cons- think- and they're consistent every mm-hmm. week. They come back and thing. That and has never been the case at Oregon. Even with Chip, they like lose to Arizona or something. I don't think this team will do stuff like that. At twenty eight point second quarter, it was in, in including that onside kick, which is a masterfully coached quarter, and it was beautiful. It was beautiful to watch. Um, UCLA still legit though. I yeah. don't think that they should hang their heads at all about this. They just got beat. No, Evans. they got beat by a a, a better team in a, a in, team. In, in, in in an environment like that, and they, they still put up thirty. It's not like yeah, they like still put up yeah. It's, it's not like they're like like completely shut down. I think UCLA should just yeah, like you said, just, don't, don't hang their head and just go yeah. go on to the next game. Just I generally think they just got out coached and outplayed. In the game. Mm-hmm. Just, that's, that's My message, if I'm on the coaching staff of UCLA, is. If we win out, we'll get another shot at them. We'll get another in a neutral field, and we'll see what we can do against that team in in um, December. Now, with that so. being said, I think Oregon will win the week. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I think should, Oregon's yeah. like, yeah, really like really that. Good. That would just be. I think that's going to be the message for. Yeah, um, yeah no, I absolutely Kelly agree with you. I get team, like, We're going to get another shot at this if we can just take care Can't of our business. business right? um, and Oregon. I think they're in. I think they're going to the Pac-12 championship. They've still got Cal, Colorado. Um, I don't think Washington or Utah are layups, but they're in Eugene. Um, And then you're at Oregon State. You could lose that, and I think you could still get in um, as long as you do beat Washington. I think they will. Does does Oregon have a – not Pac-12. Does Oregon have a playoff shot? Absolutely. Yeah, if they win out. Yeah, if they win out. If they win out, I think – I think they're in. Literally, all they have to do is win out. I think they'll be. Oh in. my god! Imagine we ruin their playoff chances. <laughs> I'm getting excited. That would be great. I mean, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing. Can we go there and ruin their playoff chances? <laughs> hey, look, if Penix is on. We can score with anyone. I mean, we may give up every touchdown we score, but you know, if we just go back and score again, yeah. And, and, and make sure you pay attention to special teams. Throws us the ball once, and, and, and that's how I think it is in research. If if our defense can play that well against Oregon, I think we can outlast them. Right. But, but they're they so well coached. But they are it's, tough. And Dillingham's yeah. doing a great job. Dillingham should be getting head coaching calls maybe yeah. ASU um, in his near future. I think he may be one and done at Oregon because he's going to get offered twice three times as much as he's getting right now to you know what? i can see him getting an auburn offer i can see that happening uh, auburn's gonna hire know. a head coach yeah. i think auburn could do better than that i think really they can but i think yeah. and i just think they're gonna hire a power five head coach right. they, a, i think uh, money wise auburn's gonna like a uh clausen from wake forest type oh yeah um yeah. Not maybe not him in particular, but someone like him um, at a smaller program, a smaller Power Five program. Um, they could buy somebody out, I think. David Shaw. <laughs> no way! That would be so funny. Um, I'm ready to talk about week nine. Yeah, sure. Yeah, got some good game. Yeah, uh, number fourteen at uh, number fourteen Utah at Washington State Thursday night. Uh, really stupid game, man. Thursday, I dude. This, I hate this date and uh, time because I'm going to be up watching it, and I'm going to have a push test. Not even like twelve hours later. So appreciate you, Pac-12 schedulers. Love you guys. Um, yeah, I mean this is um, really stupid, but um, Utah. It, 
the things that you traditionally think of Utah, they have not been this season. I don't think their run defense hasn't been great. Um, their rush offense hasn't been great. And they really haven't found their stride. But if there were a game for them to do that, I think it'd be there. Um, to get their own Max, uh, Michael Bernard and Tavian Thomas going. Their best running back this season has been Cam Rising so far, um, which is a little scary for Washington State, but I, I think that you can live with it. Um, Cam Rising's tough, man. Cam Rising is a tough player. Um, he has just made Utah infinitely better since he's come in. I don't even think he's just, like, incredible, but he just does what he needs to do. Um, gets the job done. Um Washington State's offense has to get going. I'm I'm worried about them getting going against Utah, though. Um, though I have seen teams score on them, I have seen teams be able to stretch the field against Utah and be able to take advantage. Uh, and be able to take advantage. Uh, I don't know if Washington State's built to do that. <laughs> I mean, I think I think Jalen Jenkins has got to be the focus in your offense this week. Like. I think he has to touch the ball infinitely more than even he did against Oregon State. Like, he has to get the football. He is explosive. Um, and UCLA had great success running the football against Utah. Um, USC did as well, but they just didn't, they didn't really do it all that much. Um, I think we're going to be able to run the football. I, I really do if we just do it, and I'm just not confident that we really do. Um so it, 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 it it's interesting to see how we game plan that. We can't turn the ball over. Um, that can't happen. Um, but that's something that Utah forces is something that they do. Um, if Clark Phillips even gets his hand on the football, we are going to lose this game. And that's just really the only way to look at it. Just don't even throw to that side of the field, to be honest. Clark Phillips um, is a terrorist. He has ruined WSU with back-to-back seasons. Um, if he has an interception in this game, I am not recording another podcast episode this year. Y'all can have it. Um, oh, it has to be a pick six. No, an interception. I'm not. I'm not. It's. Not, it can't happen, dude. Because it's <laughs> going to be a pick six. That's the issue. Right. Um, yeah. Clark Phillips catches an interception. It's going to be a pick six. Yeah. Um, if Washington State can just not turn the ball over, find a way to get anything to slow down Dalton Kincaid, I think they'll be fine. Because I think Washington State wins those one-on-one matchups on the edge against Utah's receivers. I don't think there's a single Utah receiver that can beat Washington State's defensive backs. I really don't. Um, so, I think Utah's beatable. I think Utah's the most beatable, really good team in the Pac-12 this year. Um and I'm going to pick the Cougs to do it. I don't know why I wouldn't. I don't know why I'm spending that much time on it. I'm going to go to Washington State um, 27 to 24. Respectable. I would, do the, I, I would do the same thing if Utah was in Reaser. Yeah, I, we, I mean, we just got uh, we got to score, dude. I'm not confident that we will, but we'll figure it out. Similar score to me. Um, I picked um, Utah here 27 to 20. Um. I think both defenses are actually pretty good, but um, Utah's been scored on by some really good offenses. Um, UCLA and USC are going to score on anyone. When they faced good offenses, um, like often, well, um, Oregon State was in quite a disarray that day. <laughs> um, so I don't even know if I'd call them a good offense. But 
Um, I wouldn't call Washington State a good offense either. So um, there is that. Um, but they are better than terrible day Oregon State, um, Arizona State, San Diego State, and Southern Utah. They are better than those teams. But Utah completely shut down all four of the other opponents. So the 42 and the 42 from um, USC and UCLA, I'll give them a pass for now. Now, if Washington State's going up and down the field scoring on Utah, scratch that. They're done getting a pass because I've seen I've seen teams um, lock up what, what Washington State does, including Oregon State and USC. Washington State got to feel um, really good to be back in Pullman. Um, that road trip, not ideal. And a very difficult road trip at USC and at Oregon State. Um, and then you hit the road again to go to Stanford. I don't see that being a problem, though, <laughs> after watching Stanford play a little bit. Um, Washington State would really like that Oregon game back. Um, yeah. Because then this would be a team that – but the, that this is a team that has played really good in Pullman outside of the Idaho game. That's a wash now. Um, that game doesn't mean anything, in my opinion. No. no, it's kind of gone now. Cam Ward, um, I don't know what to – I say we're, what, seven weeks into Washington – yeah, seven weeks into Washington State season, and I don't know what to think about Cam Ward. He's good. Um, he's skilled. But if someone's going to throw the ball to Clark Phillips, it's going to be Cameron Ward. Um, and I think I, – I think I, – I Utah does force him into mistakes and turnovers. Now, in Pullman, can Washington State's defense do what they do and force some turnovers, maybe even like a pick six um, like they did against Oregon? Something to swing the game, something to change the game. Um, if Washington State could pull a, pull a play like that, um, that could change the trajectory of um, – that could change – honestly, that could change – game for Washington State and in essence change the season around because with a win against Utah Washington State's in position to um potentially go nine and three um now they won't win that last game but potentially go nine and go three. To hell. Jesus um <laughs> well they won't um yeah, so uh, yeah, Utah uh, by seven here, but I like Washington State's. Um, you know, I'll go um, 27-21 because I do like Washington State's odds to cover a seven-point favoring Utah spread. Nice, nice. Yeah. I I think this game will be close, but I think Utah might run away with it a little bit. But um, I just don't think Washington State's offense is consistent enough to – they're not really consistent. Well, they're consistently kind of mid, but I just don't think they're going to outlast this Utah defense. Give me Utah 38-24. to 24. All right. 38 on the Cougs. Man, 38. That's tough. I love, I love Utah's offense, dude. That's Especially, a lot, dude. I, it's a lot, but <laughs> – what I like Utah's yeah, I mean, offense. I mean, that wouldn't be the most Washington. And, State's at, up in and, the and at the end of the day, the points don't matter too much. Is who Dude, against standing. Oregon's offense? Are you kidding me? Hey, Utah's pretty, Oregon's pretty, offense pretty Utah, good at moving that football. Yeah, I mean, we held USC thirty at home. Yeah, that's true. But 
Utah's hot right now, especially after USC win. So Utah, Utah did just come off a bye week, though, man. Utah after a bye week is always interesting. I mean, nah, I, I, a bye week on a Thursday. I mean, I see. Yeah, Utah does it even more count likely. as a bye week? I mean, I see Utah more likely to come out flat, and I see Washington State. I just don't. I just don't. I see Washington State comes out and scores first. I'll give you that. I think Washington State's gonna play. Like I think Washington State game. probably does score first, but I just think Utah just piles it on. Yeah, I I can see um the physicality of Utah's fronts on both sides getting to Washington State definitely. That's and fine. throughout, I mean, even if yeah, even if we do lose this game, I'm not gonna be too bothered. I mean, three straight right. losses is tough, but that's three straight good teams, and you get three straight awful teams after. So I don't feel yeah too yeah. Bad. Well, Stanford. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 looking pretty good lately. Um, Stanford, 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 let's get in. Let's get into them. By the way, the last game we're going to do is ASU Colorado. One hundred percent. That's our last game we're doing today. Um, Jesus Christ. That game. Anyway, that's last game of the year. Yeah, literally, Stanford uh, at UCLA. UCLA. I don't. I'm not going to spend any time on this one. I'm going to UCLA thirty-eight to sixteen because I do believe Stanford will have a great fourth quarter putting up 16 points <laughs> all right a little bit of energy today from jackson um i think this game's pretty close um i'm gonna pick ucla to win um if it was in stanford no i wouldn't pick stanford to win this in under any circumstances i did that last year in the oh god, <laughs> last oh god. Year. um yeah stanford's pretty good against ucla every year um since chip has been in the Pac-12. And David Shaw, dating back to Oregon days, Chip, was very good against Chip's offense, which has not changed since 2012, by the way. Um, They run the same concepts, everything that Oregon used to. Anyways, um, David Shaw's pretty good against Chip, but David Shaw sucks at coaching football now. (laughs) I don't know what happened to him. Just the decisions he makes are terrible. Um... Tanner McKee um, versus DTR is interesting. I think both are actually pretty good this year. Um, McKee's numbers don't really show it because Stanford doesn't score any touchdowns, but he, he's trying out there. Um, and DTR's numbers are outstanding. Anyways, um, I'm going to pick UCLA to win this game by um, – I'm going to pick them to win 35 to um, 23. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty good game. That's my prediction. Stanford's playing good defense lately against terrible teams, but um, they are trying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's valid. I mean, on on, on my on my phone, I have final score thirty four seventeen UCLA. Um, I just don't really. I'm not. I'm not really. St- I mean, the the thing is about Stanford. They played two teams. Arizona State is just a dumpster fire, and Notre Dame always plays down in competition. So it's kind of tough to evaluate them here, if I'm being honest with you. David Shaw does always have a coach chip, but I just don't think it happens. 34-17. Yeah, I I definitely see that um outlook on things as well. That's why I'm <laughs> picking UCLA. Um, mm. I'm going to say it, though. I think Stanford can win this game. I, I mean, this is this ha- it's at Pac-12 after dark. This has the feeling of just a stupid Pac-12 game that I goes the other way. I don't doubt it at all, honestly. I I could see and it, Stanford, but dating back to the Oregon State game, has played three straight good football games on both yeah. sides. 
Yeah, they fair. have. They could be four and three right now if Treshawn Harrison doesn't become Randy Moss and number twenty four or whatever it was on Stanford didn't freeze. Those <laughs> I, I, okay, I, I'm not very comfortable saying they played three straight good football games. Okay, I think played, they played three straight bad football games. They played three straight games. good games the way Stanford <laughs> plays good games. I just that, I, that's I, the way they used to win when they were good. Is stupid games like that. Like See, remember the price I just think that, they'd, they'd always I just think that, like I that. think that they're so I think that they're far worse than that. I think that the teams they that they've beaten are far worse than that though. Yeah. That they could have beaten a good Oregon State team, man. Um <sighs> just I'm not comfortable at all in saying that they do that against UCLA. I think, I think they could. I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable with saying it is. It's going to happen, but I don't. I don't. I, I, I can see it. Stanford threw the ball 57 goddamn times against Arizona State. What the <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude? They did 57 times. Yeah. How many yards? Uh, I think 320. Pretty oh, good. Okay. Pretty good. But, I mean, 57. So 5.6 yards per attempt. That's so awful. That is it's not great. Pathetic. It's not great. Anyway, um, USC at Arizona. Um, I'm going to be at the game, I think. I don't know why you do that to yourself. Uh, you might see like two Well, Gronk's going to be there. Who? Gronk. Rob Gronkowski? He's oh. a Trump at first, isn't he? Anyway. Um, <laughs> You're kicked off the podcast. Hey uh, everybody, welcome to the Swag Podcast. It's your host Clamp. <laughs> USC USC forty two to Arizona's thirty two. Um, I think USC's defense is just a little bit better than a lot of bit better than Arizona's, but I do think Arizona's offense is really good. Um, I think USC's offense is really good. And I think there'll be points, but um, I just I don't think that that score is going to be reflective of how the game is. I don't yeah. think it'll be very close. Same. I feel like this is a game similar to Arizona. Um, in Washington, just two great offenses, and then um, one defense just being a little bit better than Arizona's because Arizona's is yeah. the is Arizona's the worst in the Pac-12. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd say so because yes. Cal shut or Colorado shut down Cal, and Arizona couldn't. Yes. Um, yeah, Arizona's is ranked worse, but I still think Colorado's is worse. Colorado's defense is worse. I don't think so. I, I still think I so. Arizona's is worse. I think I I, I, oh. I think. <laughs> Colorado gets some stops out there. Yeah, and I think Colorado is a little bit more physical. I don't think Arizona has a lot of that at all. Like, I think Colorado tries. Yeah, Colorado, <laughs> um, they, they've given up pretty much 40 in every game except for Cal, but um, they tried. Yeah. And Arizona has given up. I mean, just watching Arizona try to guard um, Washington was so bad. Dude, like number, Arizona doesn't defend I, anything well. They don't I, 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 I don't well. know who that number twenty dude is for Arizona. That defensive back has long ass hair. He sucks. Yeah, he looks. He looks like he, he. That's like a. That's like a D three player out there. Honestly, like he yeah. was bad. Washington um, picked people. on him. Roland Christian Roland Wallace is not good. Um, he's been a starter at Arizona for like five years, but he's still not good. Um, Jackson Turner, same thing goes for him, but he sometimes does some good stuff, but usually not. Um, that's a bad, really bad secondary. 
the only secondary I would say is definitively worse than Washington's right now. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and Colorado's because Colorado's is still pretty piss poor. No, um, yeah, it's not good. Anyways, I'm going to go in SC in this one, um, 45 to um, I'm going to go 20, 27. I think USC gets a, a lot of stops and wins this game by three scores and covers the spread. I have a USC winning this game 52 to 36. I don't think it'll really be close. I think Arizona scores garbage time points. I think Jaden Delora gets another like big passing game, but it doesn't matter because USC's offense is so good. So I definitely, I don't see this game being close. No Pac-12 magic happening here. No. All right. So the Ducks are traveling to play Cal. Bo Nix looks to stay hot on FS1. Um, I. I am disappointed with how bad Cal actually is. Um, mm-hmm. Because you, just, you said that they were going to a bowl, by the way. I, didn't I did, and I, I believed I, I it. I really did because, and it looked like I was right for a second after um, the Notre Dame, when we still had some respect for Notre Dame, not much because they lost to Marshall by this point, but some respect for Notre Dame. And um, Arizona games, they Cal looked pretty good. Um, and. Um, since that Arizona game where they score again, they score 49 points and look good doing it. Arizona's defense just turned out to be, and we knew they were bad, but they just turned out to be historically bad, like really bad um, defensively. And then um, Cal went on the road and lost to Washington state, but we're still like, okay, Washington state, they're four and one football team. Surely they'll beat Colorado. <laughs> and then they lost to Colorado and it was over from there. It's over now. They're not yes. making a bowl. I will say no. it. It's over. I think I deserved to be right, but I'm not. Um, because, um, yeah, I also had them beating. Wa- I had them beating Washington and Colorado. That was the difference there. And then um, Stanford late in the season to go six and six and make a bowl. I don't think that was a ridiculous thing to say. They could have no. done that. They could have no. won um, against Washington if they were better at football and they could have won at Colorado if they were somewhat competent at football. I mean, I didn't think they'd be this bad, but they have no. been, and I didn't even, I didn't think they'd go to a bowl, so. No, they have but... lost four out of their, yeah, four out of their last five yeah. games. I just expected more out of Jack Plummer. That's really it for me. I expect yeah. this yeah, offense to just... be a little bit better than exactly. it is. Exactly. I thought a veteran who looked really good at Purdue would come into Cal and at least be a stable quarterback, which he was the first four games, but since then, the stability and the he's he's gotten rattled in the pocket. He looked really bad on his two final drives versus Washington, where they have a chance to tie the game because their defense stops Washington's really good offense. So, you know, Cal, they don't play complimentary. When their defense does something good, their offense fucks up. When their offense does something good, their defense gets the points right back. I mean, it really is. I'm kind of ripping into them because I'm mad. I'm... I'm like actually angry that this team's as bad as they are because the talent level isn't that bad. Yeah. They have a quarterback. They have a good running back. They have two really good receivers and a third one that's kind of breaking out. Their, their two tackles are miserable. There are two offensive tackles. I mean, Braylon Trice and Jeremiah Martin on multiple occasions actually threw them down like with their arms. They just put them on the ground. That doesn't happen. That's not supposed to happen. These are like 260-pound edge rushers throwing down 320-pound tackles. That's not supposed to happen. Um, Cal's pathetic. 
I am really frustrated with how poor um, this team looks. Um, and they're going to continue to lose. As punishment for looking so bad, I'm going to pick Oregon to beat Cal 67-0. to zero. Nice. Um, I'm very upset with um, the Cal Golden Bears, and the score doesn't really matter. It's just a record prediction. So. Congratulations on that. That's a great one. Yeah, um, it's anyway. over. You guys are cooked. Yeah, uh, I got 42 to 14. Uh, as long as, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't even have to really explain this. 42 to 14. Hear me out. I no, don't no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I don't. I'm <laughs> for all the, for, for how much we just praise Oregon and how consistent they are. There's no way I'm picking. There's no way I'm going doubling. And there's no way I'm just reversing that picking Cal. Um, if Cal beat if Cal beat Washington last week, I would honestly I might do it. But no, give me Oregon thirty-eight to fourteen. Same, pretty much the same ballpark. Yeah, I mean, fuck Cal, dude. Um, that's like my one narrative that isn't going well right now. Oh, except for the ones that are just like totally biased. Mm-hmm. Those don't really count though. Um, and even some of my biased ones, like Washington, a lot of the guys on Washington, I said would be good are good. They, you know, it's like last, it's like everything I did last year is just happened. said last year is just happening now on offense, not defense. We suck. Um, my, my Jaden Hicks narrative would be hitting if he was a linebacker. I would be cooking on my Jane Hicks narrative if he wasn't at the position that he is. But he's not, and no, you're he's cooked. But our, our, Justin, like... our Justin Flow Edge thing still needs to happen. He's still miserable. He was horrid in that UCLA game. Dude, Desmond Again. Howard, I, I love that man, but he's such a bad analyst. What did he they say? They all are. All of them are. I mean, yeah. Literally uh, all of them He are. said Justin Flow was a key factor in the Oregon defense. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, no. Justin he's not. Flo's terrible he's a liability in every way like i i have a hard time watching those shows because they don't know what they're talking about and i don't want to sound like i'm smarter than anybody else but hell man i kind of feel like i am sometimes at at least least pat mcafee's entertaining yeah but he doesn't know what he's talking about no he doesn't he doesn't know he's talking about especially pac-12 football i think Kirk does. I think Kirk. No, no, no. Kirk, about. Kirk. I actually have a lot of respect for Kirk. I yeah, think I like he, Kirk. I, I, he, he, he watches Pac-12 like, like intensely. Yogi Roth is a um good Pac-12 guy, but he works yeah. for Pac-12 Network, so he better be. He, um, he, he's an Oregon State homer, weirdly. Like, like I, he's always talking about us. He's like the one analyst that always yeah. talks about us. I'm like, why? You guys definitely like, are a story this year. I, though. I like you, but what, like, like, like he's always putting us in this like top five, like best performances or whatever he does every week, right? Even when we okay. lost it, when, when we lost to when we lost to USC, he still put us up there. Yeah, which deserves. So I mean, he deserves. He put yeah. Jake Dickert up there after we lost to Oregon. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Arizona State and Colorado play this weekend, and um, oh, both geez. of them have lost four of five. Um, but their one win, they were home wins against Washington and Cal. Um, be that so interesting there, Washington. Um, Washington did beat Cal, so that make, makes me want to lean towards the Devils here. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Arizona State three to two. Um, <laughs> actually, 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 does Colorado have any like special events going on this weekend? <laughs> well, tickets are as low as twenty eight dollars, so they have to. That's not good. that's not low enough. Right, right, right. That's too much money right. for um. 
okay. for there to not be an event there or something Let's crazy see. happening? So, um, on their schedule, this week is... When's their homecoming game? Have they, did they already have it? Stanford, or excuse me, Cal game was their parents' weekend, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cal was parents' weekend. Hey, dude. Yeah. This is the homecoming. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Colorado three to two. That's big. That's, that's <laughs> really big. It's their homecoming this week. They absolutely win. Let's go. That's perfect. Okay. Yeah, that's literally. Colorado is not winning this game. They're not. <laughs> they I'm better not. They better not for 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 your narrative. Okay, so. Colorado gives up one um, 253 rushing yards per game. Um, and Arizona State, they're actually pretty good at running the ball. I mean, they're not good at anything else, but they're pretty good at that. Um, I would have said that about Cal, too, before they played Colorado. But, you know, this time it'll be different. Um, ASU 17 to um, – nah, um, that's way too high scoring. Um, <laughs> ASU 2 to 0. <laughs> You say they have a good rushing attack, but they don't score any points. So that's a... Well, yeah, but they get close and then fumble the ball. <laughs> or Emery throws a pick at the one, and um, and they lose. I I don't I I don't see either team winning this game, but they can't end in a tie. <laughs> they can't end in a tie. So I'm gonna go. Fuck it! It's the one game I can do this all year. Give me Colorado nine to six. Mm, I love it. More prediction. More prediction. Um, Skull buffs, better, baby. A better prediction record for me again. Um, Congrats. Seems the two of you have. <laughs> seems the two of you have thrown in the towel. I I was already done. This will um, be a fine addition to my collection. I was a late. I was, I, I was late anyway, and I'm I'm going for the I'm going for the the team I want to win. Okay, I'm going for the team I want to win. I like Colorado. I like. I mean, I feel bad for their fan base. So. I hope they get this one. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for both fan bases, though. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm <laughs> kidding. I, I, I like Mateo and Forks. Yeah, shout out to the most dangerous man in college football. Forks doesn't <laughs> even care at this point, bro. No, Forks is focused on basketball already. <laughs> he doesn't poor, care. Um, poor Mateo, man. He really does care about no, his football. Yeah, he was he at the Stanford bad. game, and I actually felt bad. Yeah, he didn't. Bro, bro, thought they had a chance to win. <laughs> he thought he could win a game. They did have a chance to win that game. They very much should have. Um, pissed down their leg. All right, guys. Um, it's time for um the post um recording talk. Um, Michael Penix leading the country in passing again. Gotta love to see that at our post um post recording. Post recording. Um, Post recording, post recording time. That's time. All right. Um, Clark Phillips is five in his sections. <laughs> Good lord. He is is he is he a day one pick for the NFL? Probably. Yeah. He's up the. I think he's late, but he's but but he's yeah, up there. He's got the size to be an NFL. Well, he's only five ten, but he he he's about he's similarly sized to Trent McDuffie, and he's got long he's, arms too. Yeah, and he's a better arm. like playmaker than um, if if Rajon Wright got drafted in the in the in the fucking third round. No, no, if, if Nashawn Wright, Nashawn, sorry, Nashawn. I think Rajon could be drafted in the third too, but I, I think I think if if Nashawn Wright got drafted third round, he's gonna go first. Yeah, Mish Powell in the first round. 
Because the um, NFL doesn't even care about stats. It's all potential. Yeah, that's pretty much right. Let's go. The Kraken are winning. I know we got Ooh. three Kraken fans in here. Let's go. Um, Let's go, Kraken. Anyways, um, shout out to um the Seattle the Seattle Seahawks. How about the how about the Seahawks this year, fellas? Kenneth Walker is so good. Yeah, like 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 he like like I like I I had high expectations for him, and then he started off so slow, and I was kind of bummed. But the backfield's his, and the way he runs and the way he's able to bounce off tackles so easily, and Mm -hmm. and he also one thing I noticed about his run style, it's like it's like he's like. He's running two directions at once. His feet right. are both like yeah. the, his his feet are like in opposite directions. So he he changes directions so quick. It's right. so hard for a defensive so back what to he tackle. Does, what he does to like edge players on outside runs, where he will um, since he can basically run in two directions at once, he can cut so fast. Um, what he'll do is fake outside and then cut right back inside, and the defender. Um, sheds off a block on the outside and just realizes, oh, Kenneth Walker's gone for a touchdown. I mean, it is some of the most incredible. It, it's one. It's very unique. He's the only player I've ever seen that runs in this particular way. Um, he, he, he is incredible. Um, Geno Smith, very good. Um, let's see, what did the Falcons even do this week? Oh, Joe Burrow. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, the way to, uh, Joe Burrow had 345 oh, yards at halftime. That's yeah, because good. we had six injured starting defensive backs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, and Joe that, Burrow fans when they beat a dead Falcon secondary. Hey, oh. I, for my fantasy team, I liked it, so it's fine. Oh, Joe Burrow. Oh, I fucking hate Joe Burrow so much. Jalen Hawkins was out there running around. He died, dude. He died too? Yes, yes he was one of them. No, he had 11 tackles before he died. <laughs> yeah, Jalen Hawkins is him. I love Jalen Hawkins, but he died, so it doesn't yeah. really even count. Let's um, see here. Cornell uh, Armstrong was out there. One one thing I hate from this week is Brees Hall's out for the year. That sucks. Yeah. Oh. He was so much. He was so much fun to watch, and now that yeah. he's out for the year, it just kills me. Now, now Kenneth Walker can win offense. So Casey uh, Casey Hayward didn't play. The offer didn't play. AJ Terrell didn't play. Mike Ford got hurt, and Jalen Hawkins got hurt during the game. So Jesus. So five. I did not realize not that six, when yeah. I was making fun of the Falcons getting shredded. But um, shout out to the AP poll for or one person voting in the AP poll for putting Washington at twenty five. Um, we'll be getting more 